Hello and welcome to the Sports Hour on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Great to have your company on this Friday afternoon. I uh, hope you're all staying safe out there and uh, you're enjoying yourself as much as possible. Uh, we'll jump straight into the show. And now we're going to welcome a new guest onto the Sports Hour. Uh, coming on for his debut, first ever show, uh, Mr. Jack Fisher. How are you going today, mate? G'day, Maxie. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thanks. Great to have you on. And, um, you know, we've been waiting a long time for this moment and uh, here it is. So uh, we're going to yeah. get some of your expert opinion on uh, a few different things today, uh, including the NBA. Uh, it's all happening with the trade period. And then uh, a few things happening in the AFL, as always, with a few rule changes. But um, we'll kick it off with the uh, NBA. What do you... Uh, can you give us a bit of an update on uh, everything that's happened and... Um, and yeah, it's it's the trade period there, isn't it? Yeah, mate. Well, firstly, Maxie, um, mate, it's an honour to be on the show. Been waiting a while for this. Feeling a bit left out, mate, to be honest. But um, no, nah, it's an absolute honour. Um, and yeah, love love being on the show. Um, but on another topic, the um, mate, the NBA. I mean, Jesus, every year something is happening, isn't it, Maxie? Mm, absolutely. And uh, there's been some moves, some change, some moves. Uh, player movement uh, and Danny Green he's gone uh, and you've also got Chris Paul right, they're the sort of the two big trades aren't yeah. they well yeah mate um, they're, they're some of the, the bigger ones but um, mate I, I've been more interested in um, you know the Warriors and you know the Thunder and the Philly um, just seeing you know seeing the movements around there has been pretty interesting um, you know with the Clay Thompson just coming out yesterday with a um, torn Achilles, mate. We'll see him sidelined for the whole year again, meaning he'll miss another year, um, which is a big shame for the Golden State fans and whatnot. But um, a trade that's occurred, I think, today, early today, um, saw Kelly Uber Jr. going over there just to um, you know strengthen their numbers a bit more and try and um, release the burden of not having Clay Thompson on the team. So that'll be interesting to see how he goes um, down at the um, Golden State Warriors. Um, and the other one that's, that's pretty interesting, Maxie, is, um, mate, Seth Curry going to Philly. Um, wow. Mate, with Doc, yeah, so with Doc Rivers just um, coming in as coach, which he just signed a contract, um, who's the father-in-law to Seth Curry, um, saw Seth Curry move over to Philly to play under Doc. So that'll be pretty inter- interesting to see how that all goes, mate. Um, and, mate, the last one that's interested me a bit was um, the Al Horford trade to the Thunder for Danny Green and um, Ferguson. I mean, mate, talk about loyalty in the NBA. I mean, clubs aren't aren't scared about throwing their players around, aren't they, Hatsa? Yeah. Yeah, well, I can't believe the uh, the Steph Curry move. I, I uh, you know, we've only picked it up now from uh, from you, Jack. And um, so he's moved, he's moved over to Philadelphia, the 36ers with, uh, with, um, with Ben Simmons, is that right? So ben, yeah, mate, just yeah. to clarify. Um, Seven, 76ers, 76ers yeah. <laughs> hey, I got confused by the Adelaide 36ers. Sorry. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, mate, I know, it's pretty interesting, Maxie. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't want to have a, you know, a bit of a divorce with poor old Seth. Um, it would go a bit pear-shaped down to Philly if something bad happened, um, you know, with the dad being the dad of his partner being the coach. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, mate, I, I, yeah. Partnering up with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid at the moment, which would be pretty interesting. He's a bit of a sharp shooter, so um, I'll be interested to see how he goes. But um, mate, one of one of the trades that is developing is um, big James Harden 
going going over to Brooklyn to play for the Nets to wow. um, team up with KD and Kyrie. Um, he's just mate, he's just turned down a fifty million offer, which is the largest ever kind of offer in, in the history of the NBA. Um, so he's obviously you know he's not happy at um, Houston, so he's on the move. But um, I think I think Houston are going to play hard card Hatsa and um, try and hold on to him. But yeah, it'll be a bit of a watch this space in the next couple of weeks. What do you think? That, that's huge, um, James Harden. He's a buddy. He's an absolute scoring superstar. The amount of points he gets each game. Um, but I just wanted to get your thoughts. You're a Clippers man. Uh, Doc Rivers, he's leaving. Uh, the coach. What uh, What are your thoughts on that move? And uh, should they have kept him? Yeah, look, Maxie, um, mate, it's a great question. Um, I do love my um, Clips. They're very, very diehard fan. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. But, um, mate, oh, mate, I'm telling you, I've always said it. Paul George is going to come out firing next season. He's um, He got rated 88 on 2K, um, NBA 2K21, and he was just not happy. And he's come out saying, you know what, this is a joke. And, mate, I can just feel him firing out and, you know, having a you know, his, historic season. So that will be interesting. But, um, mate, I think it'll be back to basics for us. Um, we'll still be in, conten- in contention for the um, championship, no doubt. But, um. Mate, it's uh, as I said, mate. It's another funny story. Hats. Um, Paul George, who is um, you know, obviously one of our key players, used to go out with Doc Rivers' daughter, and you know, it was a bit of a messy, messy breakup. You know, Paul cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter for a stripper, um, and then you know, long story short, he he was then coach, you know, being coached by Doc. So um, you know, I'm actually not too upset about Doc leaving because I feel like Paul was a bit anxious and a bit worried with um, Doc being his coach. And I guess, you know, all those butterflies have left now that Doc's is, Doc is gone. So it'll be, yeah. um, it'll be good to have Ty Lu, who's our now head coach, to um, coach us. And who do you think, just last question on the NBA, do you think the Lakers are favourites going into next season again? Mate, good question, mate. You've been a Lakers fan for a while, mate, ever since like, LeBron moved over. I mean, can't blame you. But, um, mate, no, nah, I, I don't think so, Hats. Um, mate, I'm, really? I'm putting Brooklyn Nets as the um, clip favourites. So, um, the ch- sorry, the chip favourites. Um, so, yeah, mate, it'll be interesting space. I mean, I reckon KD coming off the year off, Kyrie, oh, yeah. you know, Keen from, Keen from another championship would just be a pretty unstoppable force. As well as you know the likes of um, Karis Levert coming off the bench, and you know DJ and Jared Allen, I think they're going to be a really good force coming into the season. And um, mate, I'll be watching them very closely. That's uh, pretty exciting stuff there. I um, it's uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all the superstars of the NBA coming out. Uh, it's quite an industry. Those players walking around with, uh, as you said, the James Harden deal, fifty million. That's quite ridiculous. Um, but we'll move on. We're looking forward to that. And uh, thanks for the update on the NBA. Now to some AFL. Wanted to get your thoughts on some of the rule changes. Um, and I'll just read them out for you here. So they want three players inside 50 metres at stoppages. Um, so that's one of the rules. The other, another one is max 75 player interchange per match. So you can only have up to 75 interchange during a game. Uh, Players standing on the mark, um, it's minimal lateral movement, so they can't really move. Um, that's another one. And, uh, and the location of the mark at kick-ins have, has come back, I think, five metres. Um, 
So what, what are your thoughts on some of these? Um, and yeah, did you, what were your, what was your reaction to, to the news of these rule changes? Um, yeah, mate, it was all pretty interesting. It all happened pretty quickly, but um, mate, the, my first thought was just, I just feel sorry for the umpires. I mean, every year the new rule change while, you know, they're trying to learn all the rules and, be as consistent as they can while they've got, you know, dirty Collingwood fans screaming at them. I mean, it's a bit tough for them. So, I, mean, I just feel for them. I mean, every as I said, every year is a new, new rule change and I just don't know how they're going to keep up and keep consistent. So, I'm sure there'll be a bit of debate around that um, on the mark rule. Um, you know, the smallest, the smallest bit of movement may even cause a 50 and, I mean, that'll cause a bit of a debate during the year. But, um, oh, mate, I mean, um, it's, it's just... It's a different world these days. I mean, all the rules coming in is just unbelievable, don't you reckon? So, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. I think the umpires have got it as hard already. And I think um, I, just, I just don't like extra rules coming in, to be honest. I, I feel like these are just tiny little rules that, oh, they're just irritating. I, I just, uh, I, I don't agree with them. I think um, they want to try and make the scoring better. Um, which they've tried in the past. Um, and I think, I don't know, for me, I don't mind if, if the scoring isn't high. Um, you know, it's just the game of football. If, if players aren't scoring, like, I'm not that fussed by that. It's not all about um, who scores and stuff. What, what, do, you, what do you think? Um, do, do you think uh, that the game needs to be high scoring? Because sometimes... You know, a, a tight contested game where, where players are tackling each other. Sometimes that's good to watch. You know, a, a game that's low scoring. Um, sometimes they're there, okay to watch. What are your thoughts? Yeah, mate, it's a great point you brought up. Um, I mean, yeah, look, it's 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 very opinionated. I mean, everyone wants to see goals being kicked. You know, crowd going berserk. Any game, you know, you watch yeah. soccer, you kick a goal, the crowd goes berserk and it engages the crowd and makes everyone want to watch the games. But um. Yeah, and then your point saying, you know, big tackles, big, you know, holding the ball tackles is a big attraction as well. So it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a debate, um, which is happening at the moment, um, you know, especially on Twitter. Um, if you haven't followed me already, it's Jack, <laughs> Jack Fisher. Um, but, um, There's yeah, trouble mate, on that account. Yeah. Always trouble yeah. on that account. <laughs> oh, well, um, uh, yeah, go, mate, go. Yeah, give it a follow. It's very, it's, it's very opinionated. I mean, you know, for me personally, I love, you know, when the goals are kicked. I mean, I'm a forward myself. You know, you kick a goal, you give a bit of celebration on the crowd. I mean, they all get them up and about. And, and then it gets back to, you know, the TV rights. You get more, more people watching the TV, which is just making the AFL more money. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting space to, um, to watch. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all goes this season coming up um, with all these rule changes. But, mate, as I said, I was just... Man, I feel so. So, you know, the umpires, they've got a hard enough job already, um, you know, trying to keep consistent. And just adding more and more rules is just making their job even harder. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great point about the umpires because they've already got so many, um, so, so many rules to, to, to follow. Um, yeah, and, and also um, with, with, with the, way the, game, the way the game is at the moment, um, yeah, you're right. Actually, what you said. Sorry, I was just I just went blank there. Um, but with the rule changes, uh, yeah, sorry, with with uh, with what you're saying about more goals and more views, um, you know, with the TV 
rights and audiences that uh, you're right. I think high scoring is, is sort of better overall um, and they should try and find a way to do that. But I don't actually think they had to change some of these rules. I don't think are necessary. I think something like taking away ruck nomination, <laughs> that's uh, that's a simple one. If you take that away, that'll make the game a lot quicker. If the boundary umpires don't turn their backs, wait till the ruckmen get there, have a look, then look at a few people in the crowd eating hot dogs or pies. Like just just get the ball, throw it in. Boundary umpires, get the ball, throw it in. If the ruck if the rucks aren't there, get rid of them. See you later. Bad luck. You're going to get dropped next week because you weren't making the ruck contests. And uh, I think little changes like that will make all the difference. Um, are there any changes you think? Um, you know, that will bring high scoring to the game? Um, it's a good question, Maxie. Um, yeah, look, not particularly. I mean, I, I was pretty, you know, satisfied with the rule changes last season, you know, with one in the goal square at centre bounces, um, you know, really spacing out the ground, um, gave more space for, you know, the forwards especially, um, just to, you know, get, get their rotations right and, um, really lead out the goal square. So I, I was I was really satisfied with, with the rule changes, but um, I just think these ones are just a bit, I, I just really out of the blue. I don't really understand, um, you know, the need for, you know, minimal movement off the mark. I mean, there was a lot of fifties and there was a lot of controversy around them, but um, last season. But um, mm. I mean, yeah, it's just it's an interesting space which AFL is moving into. I mean, you know, it's such a modernised game these days. Yeah. And uh, that was a question without notice, that one. It's a, it's a question that requires a lot of thought to try and find a way to make this game higher scoring. Um, it, it's, a, it's a tough solution and experts have been talking about it for ages. Uh, and, and one of they, and you know, before this season, they thought the shorter quarters might bring higher scoring, but uh, that, that, that didn't really happen. Um, but anyway, we uh, that that that's that's something to be thought about, and uh, for our listeners out there, give Jack Fisher a follow on uh, Twitter, and uh, if you got any thoughts about any rule changes that could make the game better, jump on and uh, tweet them in. Tag and ta- make sure you tag our Twitter page at Sports FM. Now, Mr. Fisher, I wanted to get your thoughts on your Adelaide Crows, uh, who who had a rough start to the season last year, but came good towards the end. Have you got any thoughts on them for this season and how do you think they'll go? What do you, what, what are you expecting in 2021? Yeah, mate, I'll be honest with you, Maxie. I'm not expecting much. Um, mate, we, we've, you know, we, we just, we're really trying to rejuvenate our list, but I think we're getting a bit sidetracked with trying to get as many young players and aren't really mastering the basics. Um, you know, Brad Crouch, I was a bit upset when he left, mate. He was um, a superstar player, big clubman, you know, been at the Crows for years. And he had no intention of leaving. But, um, you know, the Crows just gave him the nudge to get really, you know, get, get a move on. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't think that's it, mate. I think, you know, there'll be a couple of players next season that will just get asked to move it on a bit, move it on a bit. And, um, and I, I, you know, it's, it's all fair, you know, trying to move on the, the senior players. But this off-season, we've only recruited one young player, Jackson um, Haightley. Uh, I know the draft is coming up. We'll have a couple of players come through, but I just don't really see any progression um, being a Crows fan. I'm a bit worried for the future. Um, I don't really see the potential at the moment. And um, I think it's just going to get worse. 
um, you know, stemmed off from that, um, that hideous, that hideous training camp with, um, you know, the racial and uh, all the above, which happened, which, um, yep. you know, just really let off the um, trend of negativity around the crows. But, um, oh, mate, it's, it's an interesting space. I mean, it's yeah, a crazy industry. I mean, as you saw with your team, Maxie um, Collingwood, I mean, it's been a nice kind of gesture to push it onto you. Um, I mean, the club's just in all sorts, mate. I, I'm, I'm more worried about your club than mine. What do you think about that? Oh, well, it's a good question. Uh, I think uh, this whole last two weeks has been a little bit blown out of proportion. Uh, I think I think it's not as bad as what people say, but at the same time, I, I you can't accept what happened in that trade period. But I don't think it, it was that bad. They are... Uh, you got me going here, Jack. <laughs> We're not finished on the crows yet, but uh, things like people saying Eddie Maguire to leave, I think Eddie Maguire has had no uh, influence. Well, no, that's not right. He does have an influence on everything that happens at the club, but uh, you can't. He's not responsible for what happened in this trade period. It's 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 bucks, and it's. Uh, it's Ned Guy, the the list manager, and it, and it's a whole bunch of coaching staff and all all the that the football department, but um, yeah, I think it that it's it's gone. It's a little bit overblown. It's not the end of the world for Collingwood at all. They've lost a couple of good players and they haven't received much in return, which is a real that's a it's a big loss. And I think that they they went wrong in a number of areas, but it's not the end of the world. Now I don't want to talk too much about Collingwood. We're happy to have a chat about it, but I wanted to touch on the Crows. It, it's tough for the Crows because it's uh, not many players want to sort of go there because of the situation they're in. I think if they can get just a few really good people around the club, good young players, they can go to the draft and the draft is where they could really get some energy and some good vibes going around the club. What do you think they should get in this draft uh, coming up? What sort of player do you reckon the Crows need and, and want for this upcoming draft? Yeah, mate, it's a good question, Maxi. Um, um, mate, I, I reckon, yeah, this, I think recruiting um, people in the home state, in the SA state, um, yeah. is a key factor. I mean, who doesn't want to you know, play footy at home at, and get paid to do it um, at the highest level? So... You know, people like, yeah, range of people. Logan, um, he's a Crows, he's a SA boy. Um, and, um, yeah, so yeah, these kind of lads, I think we should be we should be targeting and really trying to get into our club. Um, we've got to pick, you know, we've got to pick one, obviously. And, um, and yeah, we'll have the first say in the draft. But, um, you know, when it gets down to the, um, down to the later numbers, we should really be um, targeting the SA boys, Um and yeah, bring the, keeping them at home to try and you know maximise the future potential and trying to keep them there as long as we can. Um, but as it stands with the pick one, I think we should just be picking up the best player we can possibly yeah. get. Um, you know, it could range from Will Phillips, uh, range of boys, but um, you know, just trying to get the best player in the draft and just get him at our club yeah. and try and keep, the, keep him there for a while. Yeah, I think that's that's such a good point you make about getting a player that's from the home state. Um, but obviously that's a challenge when you're in SA, there's not as many, you know, players in the draft 
there's not as many players getting drafted that are from SA. You, you know, you might have to go to Vic or something. Uh, but sometimes uh, I think going to Victoria, um, you want to uh, you want to you want you want to make sure you're getting a player that's going to stay at the club, um, and and we saw Jai Caldwell. He you know and and he's he <laughs> I shouldn't just throw his name in there because there's a whole bunch of people that that um, uh, that end up getting drafted interstate and they want to come back home. I think the Crows just need to make sure. They don't make that mistake um, and they get someone who wants to stay at the club long-term. But uh, Jack, that wraps up our, uh, our, our show for, t- for today, our, uh, our little segment. And are there, are there any last thoughts or words uh, uh, you'd, you'd like to point out? Yeah, mate. Um, just one more thing, Maxie. Um, mate, I've been keeping, you know, I've been in Sydney for the last couple of months. I've been keeping a close track on um, young buddy Franklin, who's um, a bit older now. But, um, mate, I just want to say he's, you know, I'm just tipping him to win the, the Coleman. Um, you know, he, he was flying last season before he did his, did his hamstring again, which was a shame. But um, I, I just think it's going to be, a, you know, a repeat of last season without the injury. And, um, mate, he's going to be flying next season, um, you know, kicking goals, taking, um, you know, taking key defenders out of the game. Um, and, mate, I just can't see him not winning the, winning the Coleman. So just for the viewers when that happens or if that does happen, you know who said it first. But, um, mate, absolutely. thank you very much again. Sorry, Maxie. Um, it's absolutely an honour, mate. You're doing a, doing a marvellous job. And um, I hope you can mirror this off-field, mate, as well. Thanks, Jack. It's a pleasure to have you on. And uh, we'll mark those words down on Buddy Franklin coming from the man himself, uh, the reporter, Jack Fisher, good to good to uh, hear that from you, and uh, thanks very much for coming on the Sports Hour. You did a it's a ripping debut from you, and uh, I'm sure uh, you'll be back on in no time. So uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, great debut. Thanks, Maxi. See you, lads. And now we welcome our regular on the show. Um, doesn't need much of an introduction. He's a great man, the resident philosopher, Mr. Charlie Gill. You're high in demand this week, so I've only got you for a short mm. amount of time. How are you? Mm, that's right. Yeah, I'm doing the circuit around Media Street. Just got a lot of interviews booked. Um, <laughs> yes. But, um, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm pretty good on this uh, lovely Friday afternoon. How, how about you? How are you? I'm going well, thank you. I'm just, uh, just, my mind's um, circulating as always, and... Um, it's circulating with uh, a few uh, topics to discuss. Uh, I yeah. didn't get my words straight then. But anyway, we'll crack right in. AFL rule changes, yes or no? Okay. When it comes to AFL rule changes... <laughs> yes or no? Okay. No, I will let you speak. <laughs> um, when it comes to AFL rule changes... Um, I'm not as, you know, I don't think it's as big a deal as some people are letting on, especially yes. considering the fact that they're always tinkering with it. And I think I've made this point in our, our previous conversations on the sports hour. Um, it, um, this game has always evolved. Um, there's a good book that I can't remember who it's by called Time and Space. That sort of details um, how the history of the game and the way in which it's always evolving um, and adapting to the circumstances that it's in. Um, so, you know, um, that's why I'm not like 100% sort of conservative and 
traditionalist when it comes to rule changes. However, it is annoying, I guess, when it, every year they try and sort of change it a little bit. Um, and so far, the rule changes that Steve Hawking's impl- implemented don't seem to be particularly effective. Um, so, um, yeah, the book. It's, it's, taught- it's interesting. I, I honestly don't think that I'm uh, sort of qualified enough to speak on the specific rule changes, just because, um, like. I'm not an AFL coach and they, and like tacticians and um, people sort of involved on the game in a real sort of coaching level um, and strategic level um, would have a better understanding of it than the average punter for sure. Um, But just in terms of first reaction to some of those rules, um, what are they again? Refresh my memory. So the first one is the location of the market kick-ins, which has come back a bit, which I don't see the point of that. The next one is players standing the mark who can't move around as much, um, which, okay, that, that, that's, that's, that's one way. Like that, that, yes, that might quicken up play, but it's the difference that will make, I, I don't see making a big difference at all. Interchange, they've reduced the interchange from 90 to 75. Now, interchange is always one that interests me. I, I don't understand... I don't know what interchange has an effect on the game. I don't, I don't see how it could increase scoring. Um, and the last one is three players inside 50 metres at stoppages. So what are your yeah. thoughts on these? Yeah. Um, well, when it comes to the interchange, um, I... Um, I've heard sort of different things. I've heard that um, the uh, um, like if you reduce interchange completely, um, they like if you reduce inter- interchange completely um, until uh, like there's barely any like say only ten changes a game, um, it could like result in like opening up play um, massively because um, everyone's so tired. But I've also heard that if you increase interchange interchange um so that the players stay fresher um their skills can be better um and then that would also sort of open up play um because sort of they can hit longer bigger kicks um but yeah hmm. it's an interesting one and just on that the, the three players inside 50 meet inside the 50 meters at stoppages that that's that's going to be introduced in the af in the vfl um in the reserves competition um but yeah, it's it's a real interesting one. I look the other point I make about this is, do we want high scoring anyway? Like, yes, we want high scoring, but is it is it the biggest thing we need to achieve? Like, we yeah, I'm we not can, sure. One step at a time. One step at a time. Let's just let's just make like, if you want to, and surely this is the one part that frustrates me. Ruck nomination and umpiring, umpires throwing the ball up and throwing it in on the boundary. Just get the ball and throw it in. That's one way of quickening up. That's, that doesn't require any, any rule changes. All that requires is just making it quicker. Throw it up. No ruck nomination. The boundary umpire, don't, look, don't um, face the ground and see if the ruckmen are in position to take the contest. Just get the ball. Wait three seconds and then throw it straight up 
And I think we've lost our man, our resident philosopher, Charlie Gill there. Uh, he has dropped out, I believe. So, uh, unfortunately, that's going to wrap up our show for today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, as always, uh, have a great weekend. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the Sports Hour on Brimbank Live on Live FM.